0: Welcome to Undoing the Complex with Chantelle and Dante. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day.
1: It's been a real long on day. Both like, I was just, um, we got something after this, and I was just trying to, um, what was I saying? I don't know. It's just been a really long day. It's been a long day. Like a good day, though. I Like, long as in, like, full, and my brain just feels like it's um, done. My, I'm ready to go to sleep.
0: But... It's gonna be a great episode, so don't shut him off yet. Where <laughs> like, well, really I may as well go to sleep. I typing this up <laughs> to be something really great. No,
1: no, no. This is when you get the unfilter and the the real, the real.
0: Or this so. is when I step in and take it over. Or both. Or both.
1: Um, but we'll anyway, anyways, um, the the music that y'all are hearing um, in the intro, we got to give a really quick shout out. A to really Rio. quick,
0: big shout out.
1: Really quick, big.
0: Really big, quick shout out.
1: To Rio. Who is Rio, babe?
0: Rio is my brother-in-law. He's married to my beautiful younger sister. They live in Calgary, Alberta. And he is a, kind of like you, like a creative, eclectic genius. He is. With so many hidden talents.
1: He's an incredible genius. I don't think that there's anybody that I know that loves music Mm -hmm. more. Like, I mean, all genres all there music. is there is no sound that he's not interested and intrigued in he plays multiple instruments um he has the kindest voice but he is a deep thinker intelligent man and um yeah he made this track and it did not take him a it is long an original
0: time. track he yeah. created he played every instrument in it
1: yeah just insane and there's like even that um kind of church organ in there just it sounds real good. Did he
0: so, do that like little singing part like that?
1: I actually, I don't know. <laughs> I need to find that but out. But I definitely was, <laughs> I wanted to ask and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't want to ask, ask him Jen. if he actually sang that. I'm
0: going to ask <laughs> Hundo P. Well, I'm any,
1: anyways, um, we're just very grateful for the people that believe in us and um, are helping us along the way i heard someone say a quote and it's something that i live by whenever i'm starting something or i'm doing projects or working on things um, when it comes to collaboration and um, it was toby Nwigwe. Um he's a nigerian um, guy from houston an incredible rapper and he said um, man you'll, you'll be surprised when you start pushing your car along the side of the road who else would stop to help you mm-hmm. start pushing your car and, and that really stuck with me uh, because it's such a perfect picture, I think, when we decide to, you know, actually do something or take a risk in, in doing something to people that are actually like, man, I can get behind that. I can. I got, you know, this connection here. I can help with this or I can do this. And so um, thank you, Rio, if you're listening. If you're not, um, we're still grateful for him. So, yeah. But yes,
0: but today we are actually going to talk about three things we wish we knew before we got married, before we got married. And this actually was a post that I wrote several weeks ago that got like a ton of feedback and comments and questions and messages.
1: Yeah. And whether you're married or not, this is going to be really helpful. Um, man, there's, there's a lot of things I wish I would have known before I got married. Um, but these were three that I was like, man, I definitely agree. And I feel like we got a lot to, um, just speak into those things. If you're not married, um, this, I think it'll really help prevent, um, some future pain, just, just things when you get married, things that you don't know what's on the other side. Um, But there's things that you can start doing a day as a single person to prepare for, you know, that dream girl or that dream guy. Then, if you are married, you're gonna be laughing and realize, like, man, I am right there with you. Or praise God, I figured that out because I didn't know that this could be on the other side. And so, or
0: you're gonna be crying because you might still be in this painful space. Or that,
1: and that's okay as well. Keep listening because life can be complex.
0: Yes, so I'm gonna just read bits of the post and then we're gonna unpack each one does that sound good yeah. yeah okay so three things I wish I knew before we got married number one marriage isn't just about me and my needs we spend a lot of time making lists about our future husband especially in the church and what they'll look like and be like for me how they're how they look personality strengths oh wait sorry How their looks, personality, strengths, and love will benefit me. But marriage is laying your life down every single day for the rest of your life. It's sacrificial, and it looks like being there for the other on their hardest days. On the days where their shortcomings annoy you, frustrate you, and even hurt you. It's not about getting everything you've ever wanted, but rather you being that for someone else, and they do the same in return. It's holy and sacred, but it's also humbling and selfless.
1: That's good. It's um, harder lived out than said, because when you enter into marriage, you realize that you still have needs, but now you just join your life to a whole nother person who also has needs.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think especially as women, maybe this is the same for guys, but I don't know. We kind of have this picture of what it's going to look like when our knight in shining armor comes and rescues us from the life that we're living and then. He meets all our needs. He like meets all from the, the requirements life of singleness. Yeah, and just like he's going to be our dream come true. He's going to be everything that we ever hoped for and dreamed of and wrote down. And not that it's a lie, but it really creates a high expectation for this person to be to fill a giant hole that you have made space for in yes, your
1: life. It's just because if you've never been married before, the temptation is to create a fantasy
0: Right. marriage
1: to create a fantasy marriage and so many and a times a person and a fantasy person and so many times you know because culture or what we see on movies or whatever or what we grew up you know all of these things that creates excitement if you're not careful you can start fantasizing about something that's not realistic and so you go in with certain expectations that aren't met and then you experience disappointment where I, where I thought You know, we weren't going to have this issue. I thought we were the, me and you, we thought we were the same person when we were dating. We thought we were the exact same.
0: We are very, 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 very different.
1: Very different. There's some similarities in there, like, you know, some cool ones. I think we both (laughs) go-getters. Cool. But but that's probably the only one I can find. (laughs) We couldn't be more opposite. Black, white, Canada, South Bay.
0: Morning, night, extrovert, introvert.
1: Jesus. Lord.
0: but marriage is not just about getting your needs met
1: then what is it about
0: it's about being able to be in a place where you actually have the capacity the maturity and the internal health to be able to do that for somebody else yeah because a lot of times we come into relationship expecting that they're going to meet all of our needs and when they don't we break up with them. We move on. This happens in friendships too, yeah. where we just walk around, just hoping that someone's gonna fill up our cup. And when they fill it up wrong, or when they don't fill it up enough, then we disregard them and we write them off. Yeah. But that's not marriage.
1: Yeah. And I like. I think a lot of times people think, oh, relationships are a given or give and take, give and take. But we never end up giving, and we just take, take, take. Right. When in reality, it's give and receive. It's give give and receive receive because when when we enter into a relationship and I say, oh, I'm actually laying down my life and I and I'm trusting that you will do the same. Right. Then when I receive from you, like I know that you're I'm not worried about what I'm going to get. Right. I'm not I'm not thinking about what am I going to get out of this relationship? I'm thinking, man, what do I what am I bringing to this relationship?
0: I really like that. It's not give and take, but it's give and receive. I know. I
1: told you when I get tired, <laughs> stuff come out of me. I knew you were going to think about it. I knew you were going to have to say loud with that one.
0: I did. Because if you both are, are coming together to both give and receive from each other, then there's not this like, how am I going to get my need met?
1: Or it's not this I'm going to give in order to get my need right. met. Then there's the manipulation of like, well, I, I had the kids twice, so you, you need to have the kid three more times. Or
0: there's the not, desperation. Now,
1: it's not saying that we don't do that. Like, there are some things that we're like, hey, babe, I've been I'm with I'm pretty divorced. sure
0: today we were doing that thing where we were trying to, like, <laughs> prove to each other that the other person's day was longer and harder. Actually, and I wasn't doing that. Oh, so yeah, I me think that <laughs> 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 yeah, me either.
1: Yeah, me either. But what I'm saying is, there's a foundation of trust that I know you have my back. Right. Like when I was done today, you literally said, babe, go into the room. I don't know what happened in that hour. Was that an hour?
0: No, it was like 45 okay, minutes. Okay,
1: well, I slept like a baby because I went to go like read the Bible and I literally start, I think I read like one sentence.
0: And you passed out. And
1: passed out. But like you being able to tell me, even after you had a long day, like I'm aware of that just so you know, yeah, like no. the fact that you allowed me to go into the room and lay down, but you're able to do that because I'm not taking right. every, in every other area. Right. And I think in that, in that way, so many times we're like, man, I, like, I want to get, you know, I want to get like, when's the last time, when's the last time I've done it? And there, and everybody's, you know, you enter into a relationship or you're in a marriage and you start protecting your own. Yeah. When marriage is about, man, we lay down our lives. Right.
0: That being said, we're talking about this like we're way on the other side. We did not do this. No,
1: that's that's years. how we that's how we know what the the downfall of it, and then the beauty of the other side of giving and receiving. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. What are you gonna say?
0: I was gonna ask you what what do you think changed to where we came from, being give and take to give and receive.
1: A lot of things happen in me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think we both individually had to go after our own. Like what's yes. causing me to not give sacrificially? What's causing me to take? What what's causing me to actually go after things that isn't the the space to do it? What's causing me to escape? You know, um, I, I think it was a lot of for for me personally it was me going off into la la land and not being present right and uh, and escaping from responsibility showing up actually being present and so I think yeah
0: and I think for me was feeling very insecure and codependent in our relationship in those first year or two where I didn't feel like I could give in the same way because I was so afraid of not having enough and I like those first probably six, eight months of our marriage, all I wanted to do was hang out with you. And I remember you felt like, I don't think you would have said, felt like I was taking from you. But I remember you said one time, like, i want to be able to hang out with my friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I remember that. And
0: so it was a a space of, like, there wasn't a lot of give and receive because I was just trying to take your time, your affection, your whatever.
1: And for me, I, I was just more so trying to take my time back. Right. Oh, because, you know, you're six years older than me and I didn't get to have that that time where, you know, it's just me and you against the world. Because we had
0: kids really early. Kids
1: early. And so I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to take without us actually having conversations and saying, baby, you, you can actually go hang with friends, but you need to do that in increments. Right. Like where there was trust. Instead, I was breaking trust by, by just having to go hang out with friends and you're like dying. Right. And and so I think that that it, it's almost like this cycle of like, man, I I take, and then trust is broken, and so you're nervous anytime, and you're not giving me anything because right. you're like, man, you you you've already taken too much. Right, the, the bank account is empty.
0: So then I'm withholding.
1: Not the physical bank account. I wasn't yeah. spending everything. There was that one I time mean. where I bought like, remember I bought how many shirts I bought.
0: Oh, I was thinking thinking about the time where you spent our last $9 on a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) We had nine whole dollars left in the account. And you said, I'm going to get a double wrap burrito. (laughs) And I checked the account and I'm like, (laughs) $0.
1: I had to be so hungry.
0: (laughs) And many other things. But hungry is among those things.
1: My stomach got me in trouble that day. (laughs) My stomach and and my my escaping. Yes. And my lack of awareness to know. I have responsibilities and we've agreed with something and not realizing that that moment was going to break a lot of trust.
0: This actually brings us to point number (sighs) two of three things I wish I knew before I got married. Number two, marriage won't fix your brokenness. Your self-hatred, insecurity, comparison, fear, and emptiness don't go away when you get married. It's not your partner's responsibility to complete you. It's your job to recognize the places in your life where you feel pain, disconnection, numb, not enough. It's your job to go after those things so that you can show up in your marriage being the healthiest you and that your stuff isn't spewing out all over the other person. Yes,
1: if if anything, the stuff that you don't deal with you know, and uh, your beautiful single life. I think single life is a beautiful thing.
0: It's a gift. It is. It
1: really is. And I, I think if you don't deal with, you know, some of those bigger rocks in your life,
0: they get on, bigger.
1: Not just get bigger on the other side of marriage. They flare up, right? Because you're doing life the closest you've ever done it with the person, right? And that all, all that stuff on this on the side of singleness it's gonna it's gonna flare yes and i think it's i think it's a good thing like i don't think it's a bad thing like if you you know you got married like it's not like okay all this stuff just flare i guess we're done it's like no you just brought in a whole bunch of mess that you now have to figure out and your spouse is gonna not be liking you for a little bit
0: and it's flaring up because in marriage there's that covenant Commitment to each other, and so it's actually it's actually showing that it's safe for it to come out,
1: and that's not true. that it
0: all waits until you get married. Like we had a lot of stuff come up in our engagement season. Right. Like right. as soon as we reached a new level, new of, level commitment of commitment to yeah. each other, all this stuff started coming up, start and we're
1: you're doing life closer.
0: Yes, and there's more trust built, so there's stuff that's safer to come out, and you can actually it's actually a, an opportunity for you to be like, oh, the space that I'm in right now is healthy solid mature enough to actually deal with this without it breaking me
1: yeah and sometimes it's more trust built sometimes it's yes. like i don't trust you but i but i have to
0: <laughs> right
1: like oh, oh oh this level of commitment requires trust that's true and it like the closer you get the more things actually flare up mm-hmm. um so I forget what the question was
0: but it wasn't a question it was, oh. <laughs> yeah. it was marriage doesn't fix your fix your brokenness and I think I realized that very early on in marriage. Um, it was a conversation that we were having having one night you were iron ironing a shirt and I felt horribly insecure and you were talking confidently about something and I I, I told you I was like, babe, I haven't actually liked myself. For as long as you've liked yourself. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I realized, like, getting married and having a boyfriend and being in this relationship, having a boyfriend, being in this relationship, getting married, felt like it kind of filled this temporary gap in my life where I felt afraid and insecure and anxious and a lot of self-hatred towards myself. And it temporarily filled it, but then I realized that, oh, this this actually isn't going to change the fact that I don't like myself and that I feel really insecure and I feel really uncomfortable in my own skin. And so I, as soon as I got pregnant with our first, it was four months into marriage, I started going to counseling every single week for 18 months because I knew that there was stuff inside of me that was affecting my marriage, was affecting our connection and was ultimately going to affect my kids someday too. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? No, i just... Okay. Um, Okay. Marriage won't fix your brokenness. Number three, your wedding day isn't the destination. We spend a lot of time planning for our wedding day and not the thousands of days that come after. I wish I would have understood that my wedding day wasn't the pinnacle of my relationship, but just the beginning. Marriage doesn't thrive on mountaintop moments and being seen and celebrated in front of all your friends and family. Your marriage will thrive on the choices you make in your relationship when no one else is watching. When it's just you two in an argument and how you treat each other. When you're in a season of pain and you continue to choose each other and be kind in how you speak. The point was, your wedding day isn't the destination. It's not. I actually have this moment. I remember it was Halloween. It was a month after we got married. And we didn't have, at at Chipotle, Way back then, you could dress up for Halloween and get a dollar burrito. Remember that? Yep. Um And so we didn't have costumes. And we're, I was like, let's just go in our wedding attire. And so that I put on- was so
1: vulnerable for
0: me. Was it vulnerable for
1: you? Remember? how I feel in suits. And oh. Yeah, I feel really vulnerable in suits. You not, still not kind vulnerable. of feel a little
0: vulnerable in suits?
1: Not, not vulnerable. Don't tell people I still oh. feel vulnerable. If I didn't say, I still feel vulnerable. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my vulnerability to share. I'm sorry. Okay, so now y'all know. (laughs) Now every time y'all see me in the suit. (laughs) That's what I heard. Because here's the reason. Here's the reason. I like, for most suits and things like that, Like I I think I'm a pretty, you know, whatever average they use to measure people. I think I'm in that, you know, space. But I like things to fit me a certain way and with, you know, casual clothes. Anyways, this isn't that moment. We're talking about wedding day not being a destination.
0: We were at... So we went to Chipotle in our clothes, in our wedding clothes, and then we got back home. We had our burritos, and I was getting out of my wedding dress in the closet, and I just felt sad. Like, I felt grieved. I felt like my wedding day was over, the best day of my life, because we had a beautiful wedding day. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. All of our friends and family came, and I just felt sad that it was over and that now I was now you just Quote, unquote, just me. married
1: now you stuck with me <laughs> <laughs> said it and it
0: didn't have anything to do with like i just realized like who i'm actually married to because i love i loved i was gonna say i loved you i love you, you but i was me. i was so sure of my choice but i just
1: you're right right
0: i realized that it, i it was kind of hitting me that oh that was literally just the beginning like i even cried on our honeymoon remember because I was sad that it was all over. Sounds like a lot of sadness. I know. But you. that's because I believe the lie that that was the best that there was. Mm. And even after the couple weeks after we were getting settled into our apartment, we were going to TJ Maxx and like buying spatulas and pans. And it was just all fun. Yeah. And then real life hit and you had to go work three jobs. Right. I had to learn how to cook because I didn't know how. Right. And we had to figure out how to be married and communicate in a way that both of us felt seen and understood, which took years, years. And let's
1: say this, because in this season of this podcast, we got a lot of friends and people that we know that are getting married. So if y'all are getting married, listen, enjoy. It's such a special time when you're getting married. I think I think the wedding day and the days leading up, not the months, because the months, if you're planning your own wedding, it it's is a hard. lot of work. And the wedding day is about celebration of a new life, a new a new life that's being built together, and that is that's special. It's the it's that cornerstone piece of like, oh, this is where it all began, you know. And without that start, there would be no marriage, but. The, the reality is, man, we we just started, you know, putting the first brick down, you know, and that's a special brick. We might have some people write names on it, put, you know, little handprints on it. That's a really special brick. But once that house is built, ain't nobody going to see that brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once those rooms are starting to form and, and those things, pe- people are going to be, you know, not thinking about that brick. Right. And I think in the same way, enjoy and be present in the moment it's not like okay we got to prepare for the worst so we got to prepare for real life or the honeymoon phase is going to be i feel like everybody's honeymoon phase ends at different times Mm -hmm. there's so many reasons that would you know and so for for those of you who are you know married already you understand that okay the honeymoon comes to a limit but i'm not going to be telling somebody all right i know you want to get married but your honeymoon last three months <laughs> you know no that it's like no be present in a moment and enjoy but what we're trying to say is that yes enjoy it but when life starts to feel like it's just that everyday grind or it's it's not as spectacular or it's not about me today because on your wedding day it's all about you it's mm-hmm. the perfect day for you to ask for whatever you want and that's not every day and when that reality hits we're saying embrace it embrace the day-to-day man we're building a life together Mm -hmm. and so I I think that's the space I think it could lessen disappointment or those those areas of like man I thought it was going to be this way well it can it can be you're you're just building a life and it's taking it takes time Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we live that we live by these two phrases now and the first one is be where your feet are And the second one is living life on life's terms. And it's really just a picture of we only have the moment that we're in right now. And it can be easy to, even with us sharing these things, three things we wish we knew, now your brains are running of like, okay, now I got to figure that out. got to figure that out. Like you can only be where your feet are Right. right now. And living life on life's terms is saying, okay, this is... What the terms of life that I have right now, and how do right. I show up in it's, it? It's
1: it's not the oh this is the cards I've been dealt. I don't I don't really believe in that. Like right. especially as a believer, like feels God, very powerless. God takes your life and flips it upside down and do woo wop wop wop. And you end up in places that you never would have dreamed of. Like, we understand the faith element into our life. But what we're saying by living life on life's terms is when a circumstances, situations come up that you can't control, don't pretend like you know how to control it. Right. Don't don't go grasping for what used to be when life is shifting and changing. Embrace the day. And I think it's so powerful when both both of us do it. Because if one person does it and the other one, then it's like, oh, we're not on the same page. Like, man, you're you're living in in yesterday when like tomorrow is already here. And so that that's what we mean by living life on life's terms, because there's so many things that we we can't control. Mm -hmm. And, And once we start to live in that reality, it's not saying that. Oh, because, you know, me and Chantel, we understand that we can't control life. Doesn't mean that life doesn't hit sometimes. And we're like, oh, wasn't ready for that. It just means like our pivot of how we respond is, okay. let me take a deep breath. I just got I just got a blow in the stomach. Wasn't expecting that. But man, I was made for this moment. We were made for this moment. Yeah, we can do this like we can move forward in our marriage, in our family, the dreams that are in our life, the things that we're going after. It might not look like how we were expecting it to look, you know, when we were planning that thing earlier this year or that trip that we wanted to go on. That's not going to happen. It might not be happening, but man, we still got us and we still got a lot more life to live. Yeah. Living life on life terms.
0: Good. Well, we're going to be unpacking a lot about marriage on this podcast. Yes. We have we have a meeting in three minutes. Yes. So we are gun to, gun to, said gun going to, going to, going
1: <laughs> to. We're going to
0: sign off. Yes. Check out. What are what am I saying? Check out nothing, baby. Right. <laughs> sign yeah. off.
1: Go to Come Alive Life Coaching. Here we're <laughs> going. I'm gonna give you a little shout out. Um, if you are actually needing coaching in this season and in um, this podcast isn't, you're not listening to it like from three years ago because my wife is gonna be doing. <laughs> even bigger things by that time so you better get her now for coaching because she might be charging three thousand dollars a session or wow. something um so yeah if you if you're like man some of these things were really hitting yeah and um i'm a single girl or right. i'm married you know and and these are really helping yeah um but I, I need a little bit more yeah um you can actually reach out comealifelifecoaching.com um but other than that Man, we hope y'all have a great day, good night, whatever time zone or space you're listening um, to our podcast. Thanks for listening to us and thanks for, um, yeah, just giving us time to speak with y'all and um, dialogue a little bit.
0: We will be back. We love you guys.